Thank you for tuning in to the Mile 40 podcast. I am Beshoy Tadros, the author of Break Barriers and Audacious, both of which are sold on Amazon. And I invite you to join me as I engage with guests to discuss those bounce back moments that we encounter on our personal journey. Mile 40 is a forum to learn about how athletes, professionals, and leaders of all backgrounds stare down moments in life where the only option is to rise up. The Mile 40 podcast strives to remind listeners that the comeback is always greater than the setback. Welcome back to season two of the Mile 40 podcast. I am thrilled to be back here for another season. I really appreciate the notes of feedback after season one, and it's allowed me to reposition, reframe, and and to kind of get geared up for a new season. And I can't even wait to share the first guest of season two with you all. The first guest of season two, Adiva Zanker, she is the co-founder of Grit Boxing. But beyond that, she is one of the most authentic genuine people that I have come across given her role within the fitness community here in New York. Since day one that I've known Adiva, she has presented herself as someone who wants to use her platform to make a difference, to help others, to empower those around her. And aside from building out her business, she has gone out there and put her own story out there in order to use it to level up those around her. Adiva, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's really an honor to be on here, especially after having read your book and just really seen you grow over the past few years and your successes. So I really am honored to be on here. Pleasure is all mine. So before we hopped on today, you know, I had gone back. I wanted to make sure that I got caught up on all of your blogs and make sure that I really hit the important points of this story. You know, as we had discussed, the purpose of the Mile 40 podcast is to dip into those pit to peak moments in life, uh, whether they be personally, whether they be, you know, across your business ventures. And for you, I know that there's been a parallel across both. And I know that there's been a tie and that you've used your business to really bring out the power within that you learned across your own personal journey. So before we kind of dive into your personal story. Let's talk a little bit about Grit. Let's talk about when Grit started, um, what your purpose behind starting the business was, and then we'll go from there. Sure. So I started Grit um, after I moved to New York City. I was living in, um, or I graduated from Syracuse University prior to that, where I joined the boxing team. And then I moved to New York City, was trying all these boutique fitness classes. And I just realized how lonely it was living in the city. And it was difficult to meet people. And I felt like there wasn't a place for people to meet like-minded people. So after having been to a lot of the fitness boutiques, I said, well, if there's not something out there already, why wouldn't I just create my own? So that's where Grit came about. Spent about a year looking for a location. Uh, after we found the location, we signed in Union Square, which is obviously a peak um, location for major subway lines and also a lot of the main center hub for a lot of the fitness boutique studios. And uh, basically just combined my passion for boxing with this element of uh, social community. Um, basically, when I was also living in the city, I would notice that after a soul cycle class or after, um, you know, a boxing class, people would head to the nearest bar with their friends. And so 
we should just monopolize that and capitalize on that within our own space because it is such a social atmosphere. So hence where we got Grit, which is a boutique fitness studio with a full liquor bar. Yeah, I remember when you guys first came out, you came in with a bang and you really rattled the fitness scene here in New York. Um, And you even raised some eyebrows, to be honest, because there were a lot of people who were in the fitness scene who maybe thought, well, does this make much sense having a bar, um, you know, in a fitness studio? Um, what was your thought process there with regards to people who maybe came came in with that approach and, and kind of questioned that 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 direction? Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things that makes us different is uh, we do a lot of healthy cocktails and mocktails. So it's as much as it is about, you know, the drinking, it's really much more about the social environment. So while you're sharing a drink with your friends after a workout class, um, the point is necessarily to, you know, get trashed with your friends. The point is more to share a drink, whether that, and that could be a mocktail, um, in a safe space with people who have just gone through a, a 50 minute grueling workout that they know was hard and extremely fun and now also rewarded. So I think in New York city too, there's this, mentality of this, like work hard, play hard. And that, you know, people are going to be drinking, whether it's at their gym or not. So if they're going to be doing it, you might as well do it in an environment where it's a safe space. It's people that are like-minded. You're there with your trainer. Um, you know, some of our trainers don't drink They're, you know, they live a sober life. It's not about the alcohol per se. It's about, um, bringing people together in a safe, welcoming, um, nurturing space where people can just be free. And um, whether that's drinking a club soda or whether it's drinking like a tequila soda, it doesn't really matter to us. It's you have the place to meet people. Yeah. And honestly, kudos to you because over the course of the last few years, um, I've been there and you have cultivated that environment that, that you are seeking out. And um, it is you know, less of a, you know, New York City nightclub and more so a safe space where uh, people can drink, socialize, feel comfortable. You can meet people. Um, definitely a good place to interact if you're single and, and you think that, you know, fitness is important to you, but at the same time, you're social and you want to interact and um, you want that comfort zone. And I, I think you really helped level out that, that need that was uh, missing at the time. And so, you know, it, it's good to kind of get that take from you. Uh, because I do remember when you guys first opened up, everyone is like, what is great? It looks like just the wildest party uh, yeah. out on the fitness scene. Uh, and it's like, can people really get in shape and and do this at the same time? The truth is you did it in a way where it was the healthiest of balances, where you're getting an incredible workout, and then you can really just kind of be safe in your environment um, and go about it the way that you want to do it from the bar perspective. Um, right. And also, I think not a lot of, of people talk about um, the mental health aspects of socialization and just being around other people. And so if you're going to a workout, but you feel like you're, you know, even though you're in a room full of 54 people, but you end up leaving that class having never spoken to anybody. Sure, maybe you worked out your uh, physical body, but you're not getting the mental health benefits that you would be getting from a grit class, having met new friends or socialized or feeling less alone or feeling seen. So there's that whole element as well. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think that kind of reminds me of something that I had spoken about in, in Break Barriers, especially for you know people who maybe didn't grow up as athletes or people who were really trying to realize their potential as athletes. And a lot of times what, what we do in that kind of scenario is we place ourselves 
in these rooms with all these people who at least look like athletes or who perform like athletes. And a part of you really wants to know what their secret sauce is and how they got to where they are and, and how they ended up with the body that they got. And I remember myself kind of being in, in the boutique fitness scene too. A lot of times as an, I guess that person, I would look around but I wasn't ever having those conversations because maybe the forum wasn't there. And honestly, it was a little intimidating after class sometimes if you wanted to speak to someone and there was no you know, place to kind of come together. It's like, oh, they probably have places they have to get to. And you know, what you did was you essentially also helped those people who are looking to better themselves connect with you know, the people that they perceive to be um, that better version of themselves. Yeah, 100%. Especially, I think a lot of people trainer as sort of like godlike in a way or somebody that's unattainable or unapproachable but something that we do that's really special is most of our trainers stay after class and they interact with our clients and that's very much purposeful because if you see somebody that maybe they have a great body and that could be intimidating in any other setting but here they are talking to you encouraging you and motivating you you know it's not so much that it's unattainable it's just like here are the ways that i stayed consistent to get to where i am today and like that's that makes it more accessible to somebody who maybe was intimidated by that um in the past yeah so i'm i'm looking at one of your blogs over here and you wrote i promised myself that if i ever came into a position of power or became a leader i would use my power for good i don't care about being rich the money the power being called the co-founder i just want to help someone know they're not alone um, that really stuck out with me. Um, again, as someone who's kind of followed your journey uh, for some time, I can attest to the fact that from what I know, that is as authentic as you've been. But, you know, take it from the outside now. Someone that doesn't know you and sees grit, sees what the, the, the product that you've put out there, you know, what do you want them to know about how grit got to where it is and, and really kind of what inspired it? Yeah, I mean, so I've always had this sort of like, fight or flight mentality my entire life. And the way that I've gone through the fight is been through um, physical exertion, um, through using my body, through boxing, through the actual physical elements of fighting. And, um, you know, I never really knew why I was fighting. I always knew that I had this, this sort of anger in me or this, this feeling of like, not never feeling good enough, never feeling like confident, and so I would take that anger out on the bag and it was just the most cathartic release for me. And um, I knew that I was I was using my anger um, in a safe way through boxing. And so that was really beneficial. And it's only been in recent years through lots of therapy and through lots of um, trauma work that I realized um, a lot of the fighting was, you know, fighting from a place of like my younger self and um, needing safety and needing validation that I didn't have at a young age. And so um, I realized just how powerful this, the physical act of expressing your anger in a safe way, in a healthy way, can really benefit so many people. And especially, you know, you know, I've been in situations where I've needed to actually use boxing and protect myself. And we've had people come in here that say, you know, I was on the subway and I felt unsafe, but knowing that I have my own two fists as like, protection if I ever needed it. Like that's all I could ever want for people and for women, especially um, just knowing your power and your strength and knowing that you can use it in a safe way. That's like cathartic and a release and, and healthy. And, um, and also knowing that sometimes you don't need to fight. 
like sometimes I'll come in the room or I'll put on my boxing gloves and I just, I, I just can't, I just, I know like for me personally, like I can't express my anger or my rage or whatever I'm going through in that way for that day. And like, that's okay too. And whatever, whether it's through writing, whether it's through boxing, whether through it, whether it's through exercise, I just want people to have a healthy outlet for self-expression to help build their confidence. You know, you talked about channeling the, your younger self. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that you've shared some of the trauma that you face personally. And I know that discussed, you know, outwardly the, the ups and downs you've had through former relationships and, and how every article that you've shared always goes back to boxing. And when we last spoke, you talked about how a lot of your mission is geared toward empowering women around you. Can we dive a little bit deeper into some of your narrative and in particular, some of the lessons that you want the women that not just know you, but the women who know grit or have heard of grit or that are thinking about coming to a class to grit, you know, what, what should they know about, about you? I would say maybe from the outside, people would see this person who, um, maybe has it together or like has opened a business and like, it's easy or whatever. But, you know, I've really struggled most of my life with anxiety, depression, um, rage, anger, not feeling good enough, self-hatred and shame. And those emotions are just part of human nature. And I think what I realized is that the most beautiful thing about us as humans is that we've gone through pain. And I think the fact that, you know, I, as a young girl was sexually abused. Um, and I used to feel like there was something wrong with me or that I did something wrong to deserve that. And I just want women to know that it's not their fault, that you're not a victim to life, what life throws at you and you can come out on the other side stronger. And that they just have so much more strength than they even know. And I just feel like through boxing, I was able to really um, step into my power and step into my superpower, which is strength, not just physically, but mentally. And um, I just want every woman, man, whoever to know that, um, you know, a lot of like bad things do happen, but it's not because we did something to deserve those bad things. You know, where every human is being is born into this life, is born into this world, the same gifts to just be a human, to live and to give back. And I think um, anyone who feels less than or feels like they deserve less than that's that's just not true. Absolutely. And again, I just kind of want to repeat for the listeners out there that Adiva has been true to her mission since day one. And and again, it, it's not like Adiva and I knew each other before she opened up Grit, but we've always kept a line of communication open since. And one of the things that I think that you would agree with me on is when you have a mission like that, it's never truly over. You know, like you've been dealing with the ups and downs of running a business and we can dive into those as well because I'm sure the last couple of years have been difficult for you. But I think that regardless of, you know, what's happening from a bottom line perspective and regardless of you know what's going on from that perspective i think in the back of your mind you're still you know equally if not more driven by making sure that this message gets across loud and clear um and and that's one of the things that i think is extremely commendable about you but also something that i feel like distinguishes you as a leader i i really really appreciate you saying that and i 
I just, I've always felt that leadership should be by being authentic to yourself and by being who you are. And uh, for so many years, I, I wanted to hide that part of myself and I've, I never really knew who I was. I think a lot of people struggle with identity and I, I sort of found myself or found my identity through boxing. It doesn't mean that that's all I am is just a boxer or that I'm just a business owner or that I'm just this or that, but it's, you know, I am, I am me and I am my power. And that's, that's what I want to give to the rest of the world. And, you know, no matter what happens in life, like I know that that mission is what carries me through day to day. Um, you know, even when I was at my weakest moments or even when I've struggled like to get out of bed or been so depressed or so anxious, like, I just know that I have a greater purpose and have a greater mission for myself and for others. Absolutely. Um, and, and you've continued to reflect that day in and day out. With regards to grit, let's have a little bit of fun for a second here and, and kind of talk about since you've opened up, what have been some of the highlights um, you know, for you as, as a business owner? So I would say, I mean, there's been so many. I would say one of, anytime somebody comes in here and just says that grit has really changed their life in some way, that's one of the highlights we've had somebody quit smoking cigarettes and started, took up boxing, um, had somebody that it helped with their panic attacks, someone that felt lonely when they first moved to the city and then found a whole group of friends. Um, somebody who lost a few pant sizes before a wedding and they just felt so confident in pictures at their, their wedding. It's, it's little moments like that, which, um, are really so much more like, so affect me so greatly and which I'm so appreciative of. Um, and I'm also appreciative of even the not so great times because obviously I've learned more than I could ever or during hard times, but I would say, you know, highlights are just seeing people connect at the bar, people leaving the grit bar. Um, people start dating from after having that at grit, like that's always a perk. Um, and you know, also like all of our front desk, all our trainers, they all stayed before the pandemic. So I think one of the highlights is just knowing that my business is somewhere where people want to work and people enjoy to enjoy working at and like they consistently want to be here. And even when they don't have to be here, like our front desk will come just to take classes or to hang out. And I think that's a true testament to the business. And that really makes me happy. Awesome. From an operational perspective and how you built out Grit, even the studio, the way that it looks and um, the way that it's kind of distinguished in, in nature, how much of that was you? How much of that? I know that your family also uh, works with you on the business. You know, wh- how are you involved in that? Yeah, I would say it was really um, all three of us, me, my dad, my brother. Finding the location was, you know, I spent a year just kind of walking the streets, calling up brokers during downtime at work, that's what I would be finding the location. But I would say we've kind of each used our strengths in certain aspects of the business. For example, my brother is kind of more of the social um, bar guy, I would say, you know, that's really been his forte since day one. I've always been on the fitness side. That includes, you know, creating curriculum, trainer, and those trainers holding those auditions and, um, you know, coming up with how the workout would look. And then you know, my dad is you know, an expert marketer and genius at just coming up with crazy ideas. So I would say the three elements combined is really what makes grit. And I would say 
day to day, you know, now I manage and oversee the business, but it's really a team effort of the three of us. I remember when, when you first started, I think perhaps it was on social media, you had mentioned how your father has kind of given you the ability to, to dream big, um, and to really kind of take those leaps. And, um, was that something that was always kind of within you, a part of you and that, you know, grit really kind of helped you bring that to life? Um, or were you before grit, you know, consistently kind of pushing the limits on, on where things could go? So I would say that it's always sort of been in my nature to work hard, have grit, be determined. I've, I've always loved to work hard. That's never changed. I would say the risk-taking aspect of myself is not something that I had beforehand. I did kind of play it safe and, um, I wasn't as much of a risk taker as I am today. And I think seeing my dad just, you know, every, since I was born, he's never worked for somebody. So he's always had his own businesses. And when one, if something fails or when it didn't, he would figure it out and, um, take a risk and try something else. And, um, just, there was never a cap or a limit to what he could do. And so I think seeing that from a young age gave me this feeling of like, nothing is impossible. And the only reason something would be impossible, you didn't try all avenues. And so that means because there's so many avenues and so many ways to do something, everything is possible. If you're, if you're giving up, it's just because you don't want to, or because you're not, you don't really have the grit or the determination. Um, or maybe it's just not that important or maybe it's just not a priority. And so, um, yeah, it's basically just been taught that nothing is impossible. How do you define the word grit? I would say it's an unyielding courage and drive to never give up despite all circumstances. And what is your biggest lesson or takeaway over the last couple of years um, from grit? I read this one book and the title is Everything is Figure Outable. And that saying or mantra has really stuck with me that literally everything is in fact figure out um when we had a client's diamond ring fall down the sink at grit i was like okay this really sucks but we're gonna figure out how to get it back and we did um when we found a boulder in the studio when we were building and it was massive and we thought it would just another two years we figured it out and we made it work um when, you know, there's just so many crazy things that have happened while owning a business. And I think even though I didn't know anything about owning a business or how to do anything, I've always figured it out. So that's just kind of my mantra and saying is everything is figure outable. I love that. Let's talk about COVID really quick and, and, and the mm-hmm. pandemic and, and what that meant for grit. Obviously, the boutique fitness scene uh, got rocked just as hard as any other industry out there, if not harder, especially here in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about, you know, the impact that it had on, on you all, some of the changes perhaps that you had to make and um, the mindset really within. I mean, you know, I, you, you need to hold a certain mindset to a weather the storm and, and just continue fighting through. Yeah. I mean, boutique fitness in New York City specifically were hit the hardest. And then on top of that, obviously throw in a bar and you're definitely not allowed to open. So everything that we were about, which is socializing was basically, we couldn't do it. 
Um, so I think really as an owner, I tried to still in small ways to connect with the community. That was super important to me. Um, so at one point I had posted on my Instagram, like, Hey, anybody who just needs some motivation, like send me your address and I'll write you a letter. And so I wrote letters to people all over the country, just, you know, saying like, we'll get through this. It'll be okay. And I think that gave people a glimmer of hope. Um, another thing was, you know, I started these charity runs while I was, you know, while we were all disconnected. And I said, you know, however many miles you run, I'll match how much you ran and donate it to a cause of your choice. And so then people were just posting, you know, tagging grit, tagging me, just saying like it got them to run for the day, which they had felt so numb to do. So I think even though we couldn't socialize in person, I think knowing that the connection is still there, the love is still there and the support is still there was super important for me because I didn't want to lose that. And then, you know, it's, it's still surreal to me that we are back open because it's been a year now since we've reopened. You know, I find myself going down that dark path while we were supposed to have our second studio open by now. Well, we were supposed to be X, Y, Z in this position already, but you know, we were still paying rent even while we were shut down. It's really easy to go down that dark negative path of like, wow, how could this terrible thing affect so many people's health, businesses, individuals? And like, it's really easy to just blame things on, on that. But I just keep saying to myself, like, okay, just give it another month, like next month, we'll just got to get through the summer. Summer's tough. Okay. Then September and all, you know, and just, I think you just have to keep giving yourself like small milestones to reach and ways to keep going because it's so easy to feel like a victim to what, what's gone on and what's, what, what's been thrown our way as owners. And, um, but at the end of the day, it happens and it's terrible and it's really awful and it's super sad. And, um, you know, I'm not discounting that at all. And it's like acceptance and then also like, okay, acceptance of something terrible that happened. And like, what can we do as owners, as leaders to keep people moving forward and feeling positive about themselves? Um, you know, when we reopened, there were so many mandates, people had to wear masks, people had to, we couldn't have the bar open, which is such a huge element of what we do. But I think just reminding people that they were able to like move their bodies again and just reaching these small little breakthrough moments is what kept our clients going and what kept my team going. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, um, it's, it's been special watching you weather the storm. I know that it must be incredibly difficult. It probably still is very difficult. Um, and you know, you, you probably have a lot of work to do, but what I love about it is I was going through some of your old articles and one of the old articles asked you about one of your goals for 2020. And this must've been pre pandemic, pre March, I guess that year. And it says my goal for this year is to open at least one new grid studio. And I was reading that and I was like, that must've been in January or February uh, of that year. But it's a testimony to, like you said, with regards to acceptance and then setting up small milestones. I mean, at the end of the day, whenever you're in the face of adversity, it's just so important to celebrate small wins um, on that rise back up. And, and in order to get to that ultimate trajectory that you want to get to, you're going to have to get knocked down and not to use, you know, something cliche uh, given your industry, but it's true. Yeah, you, ha you had to get knocked down. Um, and so, um, you know, that was worth noting. You know, as we kind of round out on time here, is there anything in particular that you want the community outside um, of your regular attendees to kind of know about 
grit and about you and, and, and the message that you're pushing forward? Just that, you know, if you're ever feeling down or ever feeling low or like you're not worthy or that you feel alone or sad or whatever else, just that that is human. And the beautiful thing is that we are all human. And even somebody who portrays their life a certain way or seems like they're okay or that they're doing well, I'm sure because they are human, they also have moments of feeling sad or feeling down or feeling anxious, but that there is opportunity to experience real joy and real happiness and real power. And so if you're somebody who felt like they didn't have a voice or didn't feel like they had power or didn't feel joy, that's not to say that you never will. And I think just even if you feel so down, remembering that there is other people out there who have been there or that are there. And just because somebody has a smile on their face doesn't mean that they can't relate to you or know what you've gone through. And the most beautiful thing about this world that we live in is just the fact that we are purely all human and that everything is going to be okay. Absolutely. I think one of the uh, points that I always try to drive home and um, a lot of the things that I put out there is the one thing that unifies us all. And the one thing that we're all bound to is that we all have our obstacles. We all have um, the hurdles that we've got to overcome or, you know, in my case, the barriers that you need to break down. And I think that one of the things that grit has done is it has really humanized sport with overcoming your own personal obstacles. And you've done such a fabulous job of really putting yourself out there um, and using your own narrative, your own trauma, your own experiences to help others kind of look at you and, and say, hey, she's she may be a co-founder, but she's a normal person. And, you know, and she's training her trainers to also make sure that they're normal people. So that way, when we're socializing, you know, in her home, you know, we all feel unified as one. And so, you know, I, I, I commend you for bringing your own narrative to life and, and for really kind of providing that safe space. And I just want to say thank you again, Adiva. It's been incredible having you on. I'm really grateful for your friendship and the fact that, you know, you continue to power through and, and inspire those around you. Thank you. And thank you so much for um, having me on here. I feel truly honored. And um, I just keep looking forward to seeing you succeed and many more. Yeah. Awesome. Right back at you. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode of the Mile 40 Podcast, go ahead, subscribe, leave a review, and share the word. Thank you for being a part of the Mile 40 family. And let's unite in showing the world that comebacks are always greater than setbacks.